Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Deep Discussion Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm your uh, host and life coach, Walter Williams. Um, as you know, I like to start every episode off with a poem, but I first want to thank you for uh, your, continued, um, your continued support of Deep Discussion's mission to provide inspiration and understanding as sources of light for those situations that may appear dark. Today's poem is entitled, Out of the Box. I may mistake, turn the page here, sorry. <laughs> If it's not broke, then don't fix it. What happens when it is, the narrative becomes twisted. Given the runaround, being told what is not, never told what is, being stuck in a box. One that's closed with no label to be named. Me having more questions than answers leads to me suffering and being blamed. I am out of this box since they won't name it. I'll determine my fate. Here on this day, I claim it. Today's guest has a story that epitomizes resilience and high character. Let's just say her story definitely encouraged me to make better decisions when it comes to my health. She's a certified nutritional health coach, a registered respiratory care practitioner who has overcome a lot and is here today to share her story and inspire you. Please welcome Brandy Mullenberg. Thank you so much, Brandy, for coming into my show. I hope I didn't mispronounce your last name. I meant to ask you how to pronounce it. Oh, no, it's totally fine. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really happy to be here and to have a discussion with you and to share with your listeners. Well, um, I'm really excited to learn about your journey. Um, you and I did have a few, um, a few short conversations, but I didn't want to get too much because I wanted to uh, be as moved and as inspired by what you had to share as the listeners and um, followers will be. So first, Let's start off by um, you telling us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and um, and yeah, if you want to share your story, you can go right into that as well. Sure, yeah, yeah. So I'll try and keep it brief because it, it's a long story that I got to cut down, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm Brandy Meilenberg. I actually live in Idaho, um, and yes, I am a registered respiratory therapist and, and a certified nutritional health coach, but it took me a long time to get to that nutritional health coaching stage. And that's part of my story. Um, you know, as someone who's worked in healthcare and critical care in a hospital for more than 10 years as a respiratory care practitioner, I really thought I had such a strong understanding of what health and wellness look like, what it meant to be healthy. You know, I thought I had a 
wonderful grasp with all of that. It wasn't until I actually started having my own health issues. And what that means is I was having all of these symptoms, unexplained weight gain. So many things were kind of creeping up on me and I couldn't figure out what they were. And so it was shocking to me as someone who worked in healthcare, how do I not know what's going on with me? And so that kind of was the beginning of my journey because, you know, that prompted me to obviously go see my primary care physician who, you know, I explained all of this to her. This is what's going on. I don't know what's happening. Did all the lab work, all these things to be told that I was completely normal. I was just getting older. Don't worry about it. And, you know, at the time I thought, wow, that's kind of frustrating because something's clearly going on, but she's the professional, like she knows what she's talking about. Right. So so I thought, okay, well, I'll just continue on. And, you know, a couple of weeks went by and I wasn't feeling better. Things were continuing to grow. It was like more symptoms were, were appearing. And I thought, okay, th- there's literally something that is happening that's not okay. So I, again, made an appointment to go back and see her. And I said the same thing that I just said to you. And she said, looks, there's nothing wrong with you, but I'm happy to send you to a specialist if you want to go. So long story short, I ended up seeing over 40 different physicians. That's primary care physicians, specialists had, I can't even count how many numbers of blood draws, lab work, all of that stuff done um, to be told over and over again that I was normal. Nothing was wrong with me. I was a woman getting older. I was a mom and I was tired. You know, my job was making me tired. There were so many excuses that were related to just getting older and being a woman, but that I was completely fine. And honestly, after seeing all of those physicians, and I should point out that in the process of seeing those 40 physicians, I had two major surgeries that could have completely been avoided. And one of them was I had my gallbladder removed and the other was a total hysterectomy in my thirties. Both of those um, surgeries happened in my early thirties. And so, you know, again, I'm being told, oh, it's, it's totally normal. These things happen. You're getting older, whatever. Um, and so it was during that time. And honestly, after my second surgery that I was like, the, this is enough. I, something is wrong with me. They clearly don't understand what's going on with me. And that's the moment I took my life into my own hands. And, you know, like I mentioned, I worked in healthcare for over 10 years at this point. So I worked with doctors, physicians, every specialist you could think of. I had worked with them and had a pretty good working relationship with a lot of them. And so I really started asking them a lot of questions like ran and they were used to me because I'm very research minded. So they were used to me asking them random questions all the time anyway. But, you know, I would go up to them and say, hey, what do you think about this set of symptoms? And I would never say specifically that it was me, just that I had a question about these symptoms or this or that. And I would get various responses. And I kind of started gathering all of these responses and thinking, okay, there's still something missing. And that's when I really started researching. And what I mean by that is I dug into research papers, everything that I could potentially find that matched all of my symptoms and tried to find a correlation between them. And what was interesting is I landed on Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune um, hypothyroid condition, and everything matched. I was like, oh my gosh, I think I found this. Like literally everything ticks the box, including the surgeries that I had had. Like they all fit. And I was like, I know this is what I have. And geared with this information, I went to my doctor again. At the time, it was a totally new PCP because, you know, I had gotten rid of that one. Um, <laughs> so, and I said, this is what I have. I know this is what I have. And he was like, no, we, we tested everything. You don't have that. And, you know, that's very crushing because I was certain I had found it. And what I learned that day was 
I knew that I was right. I knew that maybe that wasn't the exact diagnosis, which by the way it was, but maybe that wasn't the exact diagnosis, but I had found something and I was onto something. So what I did was I decided, you know what? Okay, I have this term or this diagnosis that I have found that fits everything that's going on with me. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna learn everything I can about it and what types of things can I do to start kind of healing myself because clearly I'm not gonna get help from anywhere else. And so I really started making some lifestyle changes, really looked at my nutrition, changed that around, focused on sleep, reducing my stress, like all these things. And I started feeling better and I started losing symptoms. Things started happening. I was feeling better. I had more energy and it was just fantastic. And so I really continued on with that for another couple of years until I found a physician who was willing to run the test that I really needed to have run to find out if this was actually what was going on with me. Um, and it turned out that I was correct the entire time. It was Hashimoto's along with celiac disease, which had been undiagnosed as well. And um, that at that time, and you know, this, so to diagnose Hashimoto's, you have to check um, thyroid antibodies. So a normal thyroid antibody is depending on who you ask, it's anywhere from three to zero, right? So less than three basically is normal. Um, and so at the time when I was officially diagnosed by the doctor and had those lab tests run, my antibodies were in the thousands. And that was after a couple of years of me actually healing myself through my own, um, my own lifestyle and nutrition, and all of those things. So what it was initially, I have no idea. And I'm sure it was through the roof. Um, and so what was interesting was this physician said, you absolutely have this, you're doing all the right things. Um, you do absolutely need thyroid support. My thyroid had completely shut down and was, was doing nothing. So I, I did have to take a thyroid um, hormone for a couple of years, which is totally fine because it was what my body needed at that point. And now my Hashimoto's is completely reversed. My antibodies are undetectable. I have all this energy, my symptoms are gone and I feel fantastic. And so that's kind of my story going through all of that's what led me to get certified in nutritional health coaching. I'm also working on my PhD in functional integrative nutrition as well. Um, and I'm a gut health expert because, you know, gut health was a huge part of what help me get to the point where my autoimmunity is reversed. And so that's kind of my story and what led me to where I am today. Wow. <laughs> that was, that's a lot. I mean, you, you gave me a summary of it, but you know, obviously you didn't give me all of the details, but now listening to it, I'm even more amazed at like the fearlessness that you had and going through that, like, because yeah. people will, people going through that will get discouraged and, or they would have just listened to the doctor what the original primary care doctor said and yeah. just went on about life without doing that research. So, so the question I wanted to ask you um, regarding that, because it's kind of off script um, with what all of those doctors like misdiagnosing you was, do you think that they misdiagnosed you out of like risk? Because like, if they took part or did some kind of operation, gave you some kind of diagnosis, would they be at risk that something may make them look bad or they, or is it just a risky procedure that they didn't want to be a part of? You know, honestly, I, 
early on, I asked my question, myself that question a lot. Like, why were they not? And, and it was very defensive. Why were they not willing to help me? Why did they not want to help me? But that really wasn't the reality. The reality was they didn't know. And what I've learned since then is that auto, you know, autoimmunity is something that is very prevalent in our world today. And unfortunately, in medical school, they only spend about a week to two weeks on autoimmunity as a whole. So they don't get a lot of time really learning and talking about that. And when we're talking about nutrition, which plays a huge role in, in autoimmune disease, they get less than a week in medical school in nutrition. So when I, when I started learning that and kind of piecing it all together, they really didn't know. They weren't testing and looking for the right markers. The problem with lab values today is that the, you know, if you go and get lab work done and it comes from a regular lab, the lab ranges for what normal is are so ginormous. Like if you think about the amount of time it would take you to drive from LA to New York city, that's what our lab values are like. It's like that spread out. So, you know, when you really start looking at lab values at an optimal range, as opposed to a normal range, that's when you really start narrowing it down and you can find things. And so it really was a matter of not knowing. They didn't know what they were looking for. They didn't know how to treat me. And unfortunately, there's still so much of that going on um, out there. So, you know, I, I eventually had to kind of flip the thinking of, you know, they wouldn't help me or didn't want to help me to, they didn't know how to help me. And so that's kind of what I've learned um, over the years as far as that goes. Wow. See, and that's like, and that's like added another layer to it because at first it was on the layer of, you know, something's wrong with me and I know it's something wrong with me, but why aren't these doctors able to tell me to, you had to do your own research and find someone that was able to confirm that what you found was yeah. true. Then it gets to an even higher layer of, well, what kind of education is out here or what kind of information is being given to these doctors for situations yeah. like this? So that would make anyone like listening to this or just anyone in general really have a hard time finding a doctor that they can trust. So yeah. like what tips or like advice would you give to someone if they are questioning, you know, the amount of trust that they can have in the doctor if they're looking for one? Absolutely. And I think, you know, a lot of times we give, we give a lot of our power over to them. And so that's unfortunately a mistake. So when we go and we find a physician or a doctor, I mean, obviously if we're having a, like, you know, if we were in an accident and we were taken to a hospital, you know, those doctors are fantastic because they're trained in acute care and acute injury, those types of things. So you're in a good place there. But when we're talking about preventative, you know, medicine, when we're talking about keeping yourself healthy, avoiding disease, things like that, it really is important for you to go into meeting with any medical professional, like an interview, because really, if you think about it, you're paying them. So they're working for you. So you wouldn't, you know, if you owned a company, you wouldn't just bring anybody off the street and say, oh, well, you said you've done this before and you have like a degree in that. So you just come work with for me and I don't care what your history is or what you know how to do. You just come into my business and work for me. You wouldn't do that. You'd have an interview. You'd have a conversation. You'd make sure that you have the same goals and values, all of those things. So that's important as well when you're talking about going to see a physician, any kind of physician. And so it's really important on that first meeting with them to really sit down and say, listen, these are my goals. These are the things I'm concerned about. I want to know what your thought process is on those specific things. You know, what are your values? What treatment plans do you feel 
you know, are normal for you? You know, are you somebody that's going to just give me medication and say, okay, go have a great day. Are you somebody that's going to work with me, spend time with me make sure that I'm actually getting healthy. And it's okay to have those conversations. You know, if the, if the doctor tells you to leave, he's not the right doctor for you. So happily get up and leave. You know, if they're willing to sit down with you and have that conversation, explain those things and really have a rapport built that's what you really want. And that's something that I teach. Um, you know, I have a gut health masterclass that's actually launching this month. And one of the modules in that class is literally just that it's preparing to meet with doctors, how to interview doctors, you know, write things down. It's really easy to get into a doctor's office, get intimidated, forget what questions you have and, and really forget. And then you leave and you're like, oh, shoot, I didn't ask that. I forgot to talk about that. So it's really important, whether it's on your phone, on a piece of paper, whatever works for you to write those questions down, write your concerns down and make sure that they listen to you and that you feel that they are actually hearing what you're saying and that their goals and their standard of care match with what your goals and your values are, because if they don't, it's not a good fit and it's okay. You can, you can leave that that doctor's appointment, you don't have to tell them that you'll never see them again. There doesn't even have to be a conversation. You can thank them. You can leave that appointment and you can find another one. And I think it's really, really important. You know, our health is our biggest asset. If we only get one life, we only get one body. We only get one chance at, you know, what we're doing right now. And so they are really there working for you to make sure that you and your body are at optimal health all the time. And so it's completely okay to interview them and find somebody that understands you and will work with you. Wow, absolutely. Um, that's, a, that's a strong message right there. I almost feel like we could stop there. But, um, <laughs> but I, do have, uh, I do have two more questions I want to ask you, and then we're going to get into um, my spiritual relief segment. Um, yeah. So piggybacking off what you said about medicine, um, you know, you said, Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Some doctors think that, oh, they just going to give you a prescription or give you a medicine and just send you on your merry way. Me, I'm someone that's very like, that's over the last like maybe five to six years become very like, you know, hesitant about that because, you know, I've seen people, you know, take the wrong medications, you know, overdose, all of that stuff. So when it comes to that, like, I'm very, like, I already have trouble pick, picking and finding a doctor to begin with, but that's, but one of the reasons is because of this, you know, this new age of people going to like urgent care and just being handed a prescription saying, here, take this medicine and go on your way. And I was, I'm thinking like, I could have figured that out. So, yeah. so when you mentioned that medicine thing, that really, that really stuck with me. And I was just like, huh, that's really something I need to look into as well. Because if I go and interview a doctor, I'm going to, you know, I guess my question would be, how do I, how do I not necessarily confront them, but kind of challenge them when it comes to the whole practices or behaviors of prescriptions? Because I sometimes feel like they use those as a crutch. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I want to say that there are some medications that are life, you know, they're, they're life-saving. And so you need them for a period, you know, sometimes you have to take an antibiotic because you have a really bad infection. So I'm not saying that all medications are bad all the time, but definitely they should be taken limited. And when you really, really need them, and that's not what's happening. And so what's important is, you know, in the realm of if, if you go see a doctor and you say, you know, this is going on and they're like, oh, I'll give you this prescription for it. It's okay to say what, wait, why? Why are you giving me that? What does it do? What, you know, how long am I supposed to be taking that? What is the benefit and what are the, you know, setbacks for taking that and asking those questions. And it's okay to say, no, I don't want it because what happens, unfortunately in medicine today for a lot of people, like it could have happened to me very easily is you go in with these set of symptoms. You say, this is what's going on. And they say, well, we're going to give you this, you know, you take this for increased stomach acid. You take this for your stomach pain. Now you take this because you're saying that you can't sleep at night. Oh, and I'm going to give you this because you're also saying that you're having migraines before you know it, you have 20 different medications that are just covering up symptoms, but they're not actually fixing the problem. Had I taken all those medications, it still would have never fixed my thyroid, right? I'm just covering up symptoms and your body is so, so brilliant because it's, job is to keep you healthy and alive. Right. And so what it does is it's like, listen, I'm trying to tell you something's wrong. <laughs> I'm talking to you here. I'm screaming at you, but you keep putting the stuff in. That's like hiding this symptom. So I'm going to give you a new one and maybe you'll listen to this one. Oh, but you're going to take another medication and hide that one. Okay. Well, I'm going to scream louder this time and I'm going to give you a new one. So that's kind of the rabbit hole that happens is we take all these medications to hyper hide symptoms and we're given prescription after prescription and our body just says, you know what, I'm going to keep trying and more and more symptoms keep coming because we're not actually fixing the problem. And so it is absolutely okay to question, you know, why are you giving me this? What other options do I have? If I don't want to take this, what other options are there? And, you know, functional and integrative doctors are fantastic because that's not Typically, from the experience that I have, that's not the first line they're going to do. They are, you know, they're not going to just hand you a prescription. They're going to try and find what the cause is. And so, you know, I would definitely, you know, guide you in that direction as opposed to a conventional doctor. But they're not, you know, unfortunately, functional doctors aren't everywhere 
right now. Like there's a lot of areas where you can't find them or they aren't practicing there yet, but absolutely ask questions, push back. And it's okay to say no. It's absolutely okay to say no. Wow. That's a uh, very sound advice there. I appreciate that. Um, so the last question I want to ask you before we, uh, again, go into the next segment. Um, I read, I read up on your interview with, uh, hopefully I pronounced his name right, Jeff Nazuski, um, the CEO of the Heavy Shift, and you uh, made some points um, that were very interesting to me about like lifestyle tweaks, um, but two stood out to me that I think is very prevalent in today's society, uh, one being uh, reduced processed foods and to be active, basically. You said move your body, but pretty much to be active. Yeah. Um, Primarily the processed foods, because I think the move your body one is, is self-explanatory. Maybe you can give some tips on that if you like, but yeah. touch a little bit more on the reduced processed foods, because I think that really kind of like goes in one and out the other for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, so important. I mean, if we think about it and we really look back at, and our grandparents are such a great, um, are such a great kind of uh, visual for us, because if we think about our grandparents when they were you know, our age, let's think of, you know, let's think of them in their twenties to fifties, our grandparents, their lives were so different than ours. And what I mean by that is not, you know, where they lived or what they did or that they went to dance clubs, you know, it's not that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's, it's the kind of food that they were eating, you know, processed food didn't really exist, you know, before the 1940s. And what happened was during kind of the world war II era, processed food started being produced as a way to cheaply feed um, a growing population. And so it was like, how do we make sure people aren't starving? How do we feed a growing population of people? And how do we do it cheaply? And so while it was kind of born out of good intentions, it's, that's not where it's landed. You know, all of our processed food now has, um, a large amount of sugars in it. Most of them don't even have natural sugar from like actual sugar cane. It's actually processed from a factory sugar. They have high amounts of salt in them. They have chemicals in them. I mean, so many things in them that our bodies don't even know what they are. I mean, we eat it and our body is like, what the heck is that? Um, and so that's where a lot of our problems have come from is because our bodies haven't you know, evolved to understand what that stuff is. It's still foreign objects to them. So, you know, if we look back at our grandparents, a lot of times it was home cooked meals. It was things that they maybe grew in their own gardens. Some of them, you know, had farmers markets or things like that, or neighbors that garden things and they would share food. But it was almost always home cooked, fresh food that they made um, for themselves. And you know, yes, I mean, I grew up in the South, right? And so we had fried food, we had all kinds of stuff. But I'll tell you, even though it was fried food and necessarily wasn't healthy, it was the purest, wholest food that my grandparents could get a hold of. And so that was even better than the processed food that we're eating today, even though it wasn't necessarily healthy. But we rely so much now on food that comes in boxes, food that comes in packages, fast food. We are so eager to drive through a fast food <laughs> line and get food instead of cooking for ourselves because we live such different lifestyles now. We're busy. We're always working. We're juggling kids, families, you know, all these things. And so it's all about convenience. And unfortunately, the food companies know that. And they're like, you know what we can do? We can make food super convenient, super addictive. And we don't care if it's healthy or not, because people are going to buy it, eat it. And the food companies are making billions of dollars a year, making us sick. And so what I, when I say avoid processed food, or at least limit it, it's because 
it's not really food. You're actually just putting food-like chemicals in your body. It's made to look like food. It's made to taste like food. But in the reality, if you read the labels on the box, there's maybe one or two ingredients on there that you can one pronounce and two, you know what the heck it is. And so, you know, it's, it's like, okay, what am I actually eating? It's almost like if you were to take like a little box of, you know, your kid's Play-Doh or something, and you're like, well, this is what I'm having for dinner. It's kind of the same thing, right? They just don't make Play-Doh taste good. Um, But it's the same concept. So I really focus so much on reducing or removing processed foods. It's so inflammatory. There has been study after study that links processed food to the initiation of um, all autoimmune conditions. And that's because it destroys our guts our body's immune system goes haywire because it doesn't know what to do. And it really just that one change in your life can make such a huge difference. Wow. That's incredible information you shared there. Again, I appreciate this. I mean, this is something that not just the people watching can benefit from, but myself included. Um, So um, now we're going to transition over to the spiritual relief segment. And this segment is where I share um, a couple of Bible verses and give my takeaways on it. And if you like to give your thoughts on it, um, you are more than welcome to do so after I finish. Sure. Like, so today's uh, scripture comes from Job chapter 38, verses one through three. And it reads, the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. He said, who is this that obscures my plans with words without knowledge? Brace yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer So when I read these verses um, in conjunction with what we're talking about today, uh, one thing that stood out to me was um, to acknowledge that when work that is done has leaves you questioning um, certain practices or certain things that are going on, it is not the work of God. God wouldn't leave you, leave you stranded or leaving you worried or, you know, not knowing what you're getting yourself into. God has and knows all of the answers and will make sure you're you're fond of them and you're aware of them loud and clear. Um, the work of God should never again leave its beneficiaries wondering and confused. When something is unclear or leaving someone uncomfortable, the Lord requires that we go as far as necessary to make our brothers and sisters uh, reassured and have peace of mind. And lastly, sometimes we are told no over and over because God has already told us yes, but we are soliciting advice from others. So if you have any, if you have anything. Yeah, I love that. And I think it really connects so deeply with our bodies trying to tell us that there's something wrong, right? Like our bodies are smart. They were built the way that they were built for a reason. And so, you know, when we have symptoms and our body's yelling at us, it's got the answer. It's telling you what it is. We just have to learn how to listen to it and pay attention. And I think that's, I love that. I think that really ties back to that. Absolutely. I'm glad I was able to uh find a connection there that's one of the things that i like to do with my platform is to kind of like you know i like to talk about things in the flesh things that's going on in front of us but it's important to make sure you have that spiritual connection because god is always going to keep us aligned and keep us on the right path as long as we keep him present in our lives um so my last segment um is called a top five segment i'm still trying to think of a creative name for it but as of right now, it's called the top five. And what I do is I pick, um, I do a list of five things that are related to what we discussed. And this week I did reasons why people do not want to go to doctors. And 
my list, uh, the list of things that I have are, we think we know, we think we know our own body better. Being told what we do not want, we're scared to be told what we don't want to hear. Uh, we don't want to be given false information. Um, it can be costly and expensive. And lastly, probably the biggest one for me, unable to try, unable to trust doctors as a result of bad experiences. Yeah. So um, you can either make your own list. Uh, you could piggyback off of my list, uh, you know, retorted, you know, whatever. Yeah. You I think that's a great list. And, I, and honestly, I think it really just proves the fact that you have to ask the questions and you have to interview your doctors and make sure that they align with you. And I think that goes with the cost that it's going to be, you know, it is expensive. Healthcare is expensive. So ask them those questions. That's okay too. You know, ask the questions. If something doesn't feel right, ask it. And if that doesn't feel like that's the right person or the right office for you, go find another one. There's nothing tying you to those people. So make sure you find what works for you. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you so much. You, you gave such great information today. And, you know, I, I hope that people are as inspired and as motivated to take control of their health as I am just by listening to you today. So if you would like to, you know, share your information, share how people can reach out to you, whether they want to um, yeah. advice from you, um, share your website, your business, any kind of contact information or social media, the floor is yours. Sure. Yeah. So people can find me at my website, which is functionallyautoimmune.com. Every, um, every program and everything that I have, my cal Calendarly account to reach me and set up a time to talk with me, it's all on the website. So that's re really the easiest way to reach me. Um, if you're interested in the Gut Health Academy, which is an online course, I have a free course and then I have the masterclass that's launching a little bit later this month. Um, if you're interested in learning any of those, like I said, I talk about how to talk to your doctors, how to do gut health, inflammation. There's so much information in there. And if you're interested in that, you can go to guthealthacademy.teachable.com and you can get to those courses. Um, the free course, I think, takes you about 20 minutes or so to get through. And it's just basic kind of quick things that you can start doing today to start healing and feeling better. And so either of those are great ways to find me. And I'm happy to help with anybody if they have any questions or anything. I, my goal is honestly to get the world healthy. <laughs> and it's a very, you know, aspirational goal to like try and get, but it really, I, it, the many, as many people as I can get healthy, the better. And I know that everyone can do it. And so, yeah, feel free to reach out. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Wow. Well, again, I thank you so much for, um, you know, being, being a guest on my podcast today. I really admire your work and admire what you went through. I mean, you know, we go through these things and we're, we're given these challenges to be taught something and, you know, what, what your challenge and your journey has taught you is incredible. And, you know, I wish you much success in all of your future endeavors. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. All right. You take care now. You too. Bye.